Epistle 8 of Epistles of Cyprian by Cyprian, translated by Robert Wallace. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Epistle 8 to the Martyrs and Confessors. Argument. Cyprian, commending the African martyrs and marvelously for their constancy, urges them to perseverance by the example of their colleague, Mapalicus. Cyprian, to the martyrs and confessors in Christ, our Lord, and in God, the Father, everlasting salvation. I gladly rejoice and am thankful, most brave and blessed brethren, at hearing of your faith and virtue, wherein the church, our mother, glories. Lately, indeed, she gloried, when, in consequence of an enduring confession, that punishment was undergone which drove the confessors of Christ into exile. Yet the present confession is so much the more illustrious and greater in honor as it is braver in suffering. The combat has increased, and the glory of the combatants has increased also. Nor were you kept back from the struggle by fear of tortures, but by the very tortures themselves you were more and more stimulated to the conflict. Bravely and firmly you have returned with ready devotion to contend in the extremist contest. Of you, I find that some are already crowned, while some are even now within reach of the crown of victory, but all whom the danger has shut up in a glorious company are animated to carry on the struggle with an equal and common warmth of virtue as it behooves the soldiers of Christ in the divine camp, that no allurements may deceive the incorruptible steadfastness of your faith, no threats terrify you, no sufferings or tortures overcome you, because, quote, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, end quote. Nor is the earthly punishment able to do more towards casting down than is the divine protection towards lifting up. This truth is proved by the glorious struggle of the brethren, who, having become leaders to the rest in overcoming their tortures, afforded an example of virtue and faith, contending in the strife, until the strife yielded, being overcome. With what praises can I commend you, most courageous brethren? With what vocal proclamation can I extol the strength of your heart and the perseverance of your faith? You have borne the sharpest examination by torture, even unto the glorious consummation, and have not yielded to sufferings, but rather the sufferings have given way to you. The end of torments, which the tortures themselves did not give, the crown was given. The examination by torture, waxing severer, continued for a long time to this result, not to overthrow the steadfast faith, but to send the men of God more quickly to the Lord. The multitude of those who were present saw with admiration the heavenly contest, the contest of God, the spiritual contest, the battle of Christ, saw that his servants stood with free voice, with unyielding mind, with divine virtue, bare, indeed, of weapons of this world, but believing and armed with the weapons of faith. The tortured stood more brave than the torturers, and the limbs, beaten and torn as they were, overcame the hooks that bent and tore them. The scourge, often repeated with all its rage, could not conquer invincible faith, even although the membrane 
which enclosed the entrails, were broken, and it was no longer the limbs, but the wounds of the servants of God that were tortured. Blood was flowing, which might quench the blaze of persecution, which might subdue the flames of Gehenna with its glorious gore. Oh, what a spectacle was that to the Lord! How sublime! How great! How acceptable to the eyes of God in the allegiance and devotion of his soldiers! As it is written in the Psalms, when the Holy Spirit at once speaks to us and warns us, quote, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. End quote. Precious is the death which has brought immortality at the cost of its blood, which has received the crown from the consummation of its virtues. How did Christ rejoice therein? How willingly did he both fight and conquer in such servants of his as the protector of their faith? and giving to believers as much as he who taketh believes that he receives. He was present at his own contest. He lifted up, strengthened, animated the champions and asserters of his name. And he who once conquered death on our behalf always conquers it in us. Quote, when they, says he, deliver you up, take no thought what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in that hour what ye shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. End quote. The present struggle has afforded a proof of this saying. A voice filled with the Holy Spirit broke forth from the martyr's mouth when the most blessed Mapalicus said to the proconsul in the midst of his torments, quote, You shall see a contest tomorrow. End quote. In that which he said with the testimony of virtue and faith, the Lord fulfilled. A heavenly contest was exhibited, and the servant of God was crowned in the struggle of the promised fight. This is the contest which the prophet Isaiah of old predicted, saying, quote, It shall be no light contest for you with men, since God appoints the struggle. End quote. And in order to show what this struggle would be, he added the words, quote, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and ye shall call his name Emmanuel. End quote. This is the struggle of our faith in which we engage, in which we conquer, in which we are crowned. This is the struggle which the blessed Apostle Paul has shown to us, in which it behooves us to run and to attain the crown of glory. Quote, Do ye not know, says he, that they which run in a race run all indeed, but one receiveth the prize, so run that ye may obtain. End quote. Quote, now they do it, that they may receive a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. End quote. Moreover, setting forth his own struggle, and declaring that he himself should soon be a sacrifice for the Lord's sake, he says, quote, I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my assumption is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. End quote. This fight, therefore, predicted of old by the prophets, begun by the Lord, waged by the apostles, Mapalicus promised again to the proconsul in his own name and that of his colleagues. Nor did the faithful voice deceive in his promise. He exhibited the fight to which he had pledged himself, and he received the reward which he deserved. 
I not only beseech, but exhort the rest of you, that you all should follow that martyr now most blessed, and the other partners of that engagement, soldiers and comrades, steadfast in faith, patient in suffering, victors in tortures, that those who are united at once by the bond of confession and the entertainment of a dungeon may also be united in the consummation of their virtue and a celestial crown, that you, by your joy, may dry the tears of our mother, the church, who mourns over the wreck and death of very many, and that you may confirm, by the provocation of your example, the steadfastness of others who stand also. If the battle shall cry you out, if the day of your contest shall come, engage bravely, fight with constancy, as knowing that you are fighting under the eyes of a present Lord, that you are attaining by the confession of his name to his own glory, who is not such a one as that he only looks on his servants, but he himself also wrestles in us, himself is engaged, himself also in the struggles of our conflict not only crowns, but is crowned. For if before the day of your contest of the mercy of God peace shall supervene, let there still remain to you the sound will and the glorious conscience. Nor let any one of you be saddened as if he were inferior to those who before you have suffered tortures, have overcome the world and trodden it underfoot, and so have come to the Lord by a glorious road. For the Lord is the, quote, searcher out of the reins and the hearts, end quote. He looks through secret things and beholds that which is concealed. In order to merit the crown from him, his own testimony alone is sufficient who will judge us. Therefore, beloved brethren, either case is equally lofty and illustrious, the former more secure, to wit, to hasten to the Lord with the consummation of our victory, the latter more joyous, a leave of absence after glory, being received to flourish in the praises of the church. O blessed church of ours, which the honor of the divine condensation illuminates, which in our own times the glorious blood of martyrs renders illustrious, she was white before in the works of the brethren, now she has become purple in the blood of the martyrs. Among her flowers are wanting neither roses nor lilies. Now let each one strive for the largest dignity of either honor. Let them receive crowns, either white as of labors, or of purple as of suffering. In the heavenly camp both peace and strife have their own flowers, with which the soldier of Christ may be crowned for glory. I bid you, most brave and beloved brethren, always heartily farewell in the Lord, and have me in remembrance. Fare ye well. End of Epistle 8 by Cyprian Read by David Ronald